0: That's heritageradionetwork.org/15 to donate and enter to win today, and make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: Today's program has been brought to you by GreatBrewers.com, a social media marketing platform dedicated to promoting the world's great brewers and the beers they create. For more information, visit GreatBrewers.com. You are listening to Heritage Radio Network broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit Heritage Radio Network.org for thousands more.
2: Hey, hey, welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. It's April 2nd, 2013. I'm Jimmy Carboni from Jimmy's Number 43 and The Good Burr Seal. And I'm here joined tonight with Dave Broderick from Blind Tiger and Ale Sharpton from Atlanta. And we were all down in uh, CBC, the Craft Brewers Conference in D.C. First, let's give a shout-out to our sponsor, greatbrewers.com. Thanks so much for being our sponsor. Check it out. You want to learn more about beer, education, history, and everything, uh, go to greatbrewers.com. And thanks to our supporters at the Good Beer Seal, an association of 41 New York City beer bars, uh, small, independently owned, that promote craft beer. All right. Here we are in New York City. We were all down in uh, D.C. last week for the Craft Brewers Conference. In the industry, they call it CBC. But uh, I call it the Craft Brewers Conference. It was my first time down there. Dave, uh, you've been down there a few times, haven't you?
3: Yeah, that was my uh, fifth one. Wow. Started in Boston uh, five years ago, and, and uh, I actually didn't do the, uh, the seminars then. Just went to the parties. And then uh, the next year in Chicago, I did the
4: uh, whole thing.
2: And Ale, was it your first time at the Craft Brewers Conference? Lost
4: my virginity, man, in D.C. <laughs> and uh, now it was awesome. Um, Great people there, great brewers, and, and you know the beer industry is just so welcoming and cool. I had a ball, I had a ball definitely, and I kicked it with the Austin Brothers actually from um, Beer Advocate, and they showed me a of love. It was awesome. Well, you
2: you really had a, a presence down there. You hanging out with Garrett Oliver from yeah. Brooklyn Brewery. Yeah,
4: so I did a dope article on him for uh, Beer Connoisseur Magazine, um, and uh, Jet Magazine actually. The first time, like what? We're going to talk about beer. Jet Magazine, you know, is a black magazine, but, you know, historical. But I was like, yo, this is that dude. But Garrett Oliver, it's not a color thing. He's just really the man. I really respect what he does. So. Yeah,
3: he, I ran into him for one second. He had just come back from Hong Kong, he said. Did, did he tell you what he was
4: doing over there? He's a bad dude. Probably brewing some craziness. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> They're opening a beer bar um, somewhere in Europe. Uh, I, sweet, I, I, sweet, Sweden. Sweden, yeah. yeah, that's, brewery, that, yeah, yeah. That, that's pretty gangster, man. Yeah. I mean, jeez. Yeah, they're tight with, uh, Brooklyn Brewery's tight with
2: Carnegie, which is one of the older uh, small breweries over there. I think they're owned by a larger company, mm-hmm. but Carnegie Porter, we have that on tap tonight at Jimmy's number 43, too, so oh, nice. don't forget your local beer bar. So here you are. Let's just talk a little more about D.C. It was my first time down there as uh-huh. well, and I checked out some of the bars I liked. I like Church Key. I, Church I liked Key. RFD, which was regional food and drink, which has been around for a while, Meridian Pint. Right. Um, any other places that you guys went to?
3: Yeah, I did I did Church Key and I uh, really liked that. I, I was amazed. Greg uh Greg who's the beverage director and partner there and and uh he you know when he changes the line he like takes the faucet off, takes it apart with a toothbrush, cleans it. Um it was just crazy stuff. He's really into uh doing it right and it showed up. The beer list was amazing. Um so I love that place. I did 930 Club for Sam Calgione's event. Oh, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Feelies were playing and that was really good. And then um uh duck rabbit did a uh an uh, event at uh, a korean restaurant which was really good my wife's korean so i was cool. uh very uh, happy you gotta represent korean man food.
4: you know get your brownie points exactly. uh smith commons they had hosted a lot of stuff every night particularly uh with the beer geek thing that they were doing with a beer advocate i went to their party and that's where i hooked up with awesome brothers and oh man we went hard it was awesome though it was a great time allagash was there showed me some love uh a lot of good breweries and stuff, and it was nuts.
2: So, L we've we've heard about you for a while, L mm-hmm. Sharpton.
4: What's and, up, y'all? A L E,
2: A L E, and it's uh, <laughs> cruising for a bruising. What's what's the
4: website? Uh dot No G's in there. C R U I S I N for a Bruisin', and that is B R E W S I N. So you're you're based
2: com. in Atlanta. How did you get involved in uh, your like beer media? Let's call you
4: that. Beer I um media. I studied communications at Cornell University. And um, I didn't think I was going to be a journalist. I was actually wanted to run a hotel or a restaurant type thing with some good ass beer in it. Beer has been a part of my life pretty much since I was six, but no, it's not a sad story. It was just a sip of a beer <laughs> my uncle gave me, and they were like excited for me to be like spitting it out and see how gross it was. But I simply took a, a sip and just said, hey, That's what I'm drinking. I'm older. And they were like, Oh shit, give me my beer back. I oh, was sorry to cuss. But um, no, it was a good time. And since then, I always had that on my palate until I was pretty much old enough to get to drink 17 but uh, um atlanta when i moved down there from shaker heights ohio um i was born in ithaca um left when i was 10 to shaker heights ohio but then when i moved to atlanta the beer scene wasn't that great but i always knew it was going to turn around and now atlanta is incredible so shout out to atlanta um since uh we passed the beer law for for uh six percent and over we were chilling so now it's 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 nuts I would think the beer capital is south, next to Asheville, uh, which is dope, too, per capita. So
2: so Atlanta. So uh, what are some of the breweries that you like from Atlanta? Uh, ATL? From um,
4: I brought a little special gift for you guys, <laughs> actually. Yeah, at ATL. I'm an ATLian. Um, Sweetwater, obviously, is kicking a lot of tail. Um, they're right behind uh, Abita, but they're going to pass them pretty soon, honestly. Uh, respect to both breweries. Um, Terrapin is right up the street Athens We're doing the Classic City Beer Festival Which is on my website immediately right now uh, For me interviewing Owen uh, Ogletree Who is a beer god down there In Atlanta They're going to have about 300 plus beers at their festival The festivals are bananas That's um, a lot of beer Oh no, and Atlanta has two of the top Beer bars in the world I'm not talking just in the city, in the world, uh, with the Brick Store and the Porter, but there's some other amazing ones that are just open up the Argosy and stuff. I want you all to come down, and I'm like the mayor of Atlanta. I'm telling you right now. Uh, I, I had Boulevard. Boulevard hit me up. They're like out of Kansas City. Ale, can you take us out? And I took them out, and believe me, the brewmaster was like, the brewer was like, okay. Yeah. No mas. I'm
3: dying to go to Brick Store. <laughs> I, I met those guys. That, they were up at uh, Lord Hobo for a, a beer bar conference in January, and great guys. Mm-hmm. Really yeah, super knowledgeable. Mike
4: and Dave. Yeah, uh, Lee uh, was a uh, beer manager there. Um, it's just, Leons is awesome. So there's some spots I got you guys hooked up with. Trust yeah. me. Yeah, um, and I've I've
2: seen some things from Terrapin. They've done some collaborations with oh, yeah. with Hebrew and Schmaltz.
4: Spike, shout out to him and the whole Terrapin. Squad, believe me, the South is really open. So, w- their what's eyes. the scene
2: like? So, when you go out at night down there, do you have to drive around? Do you, do you get
4: taxis? Do you bicycle? The traffic sucks. Uh, if you can get your brewery to take care of your taxi situation, uh, you're chilling. Um, the public transportation is kind of whack. It kind of goes in a plus sign throughout the city. I would rather it be asterisks, but we can't do anything about that right now. We're working on that, but you get a cab or get somebody to drive you around. You need a car in Atlanta, or you're you're pretty much screwed. But there's so many different divisions. There's the uh, East Atlanta area that is incredible. There's the downtown area with all these different brew pubs. And we're really pushing a lot more laws. Uh, the Growler uh, law just passed. so not A lot of people are opening up Growler stations down there, which is nuts. So we're working on a few other things, you know, one thing at a time, you know.
2: There's one uh, restaurant district down there that I heard about years ago Oh, Buckhead?
4: Buckhead. Oh uh, man. Is that cool or not? Well, Buckhead is chills. They got to step their beer game up. We're working on there's a cool spot called Cook Hall that um just kind of opened up um in the W, but it, it they really respect their beers. A guy named Avi and uh, they do a good job down there, man. So shout out to them. Uh, I, I I just would love to be a tour guide for you guys when you come down, or anybody listening to this beautiful network and this beautiful setting. Can I comment on it, please? It's majestic. We got some awesome brews. We got uh, some green flash popping. I got a little special treat from Wild Heaven, which you cannot get pretty much anywhere outside of Atlanta. Yeah, let's do that. Let's, step um,
2: one, let's take a step. Oh back. my bad. Yeah, yeah. In but this is a cool the, spot. the Craft Brewers Conference. Okay. Uh, one of the, the the breweries that I really liked was uh, DC Brow. Okay. I just drank their, their simple pale ale lo- local. But Dave, you brought the uh, the Crappers Conference Collaboration Beer, right? The Beggars and Thieves. Mm-hmm. It's a Rye Lager.
4: We'll have a little
3: more the of that. Anti Imperial.
4: They gave um, this to us in gift bags when we came in. Right. That's that's class right there. So yeah,
3: they always brew like a what they call a Symposium beer. You know, the wow. beer for the conference. And uh, it's this is the first time it's been in a in a twenty uh, two ounce bottle though. Usually it's smaller. I didn't have it yet. Oh, it's good. Oh, please come right. on, yeah, dump, no, I, dump your. I, I poured it for you. Glass. It's right there.
4: I'm drinking IPA. But, no, it's right there. You already that, got it. That small oh, glass. Ill. Excuse me. So and, a little toasty. Uh, you can tell we we're really drinking. We're toasting. We oh, we're getting our sip on. We're, we're sipping. Oh, <laughs> can I shut off this IPA? Go for it. What's the deal with this one now?
2: Well, that's our friend uh, Jeff O'Neill. What's up, Pe- Jeff? Peaksville Brewery up in the Hudson Valley. Right, Chief. right. And it's the Eastern Standard IPA.
4: And there's some Ithaca ties with him, right? Yeah, so
2: we're saying he was the, the brewer at Ithaca for many years, created the Ithaca Flower Power IPA. Wow, wow. Which you liked? The Ithaca I was born ties. in Ithaca. Yeah.
4: I was born in Ithaca. went to Cornell, so... Respect, man. This is beautiful. It's it, all the beer gods have just been working around me this whole week, and uh, I met some incredible people, including you guys, man. I'm just—it's an honor to be on the show. Well, cool. thanks, thanks for picking
2: up our spirits. Oh, you know, yeah. we're oh, all yeah. down in DC, and everyone's like, "Oh, you got to come back <laughs> to work," you know. But uh, okay, mm. so DC beers—we nice. did that, and this is awesome. Beggars and thieves—it's it, pretty it's cool. A man. Gravity
4: too. It's—it
2: uh... was uh, DC Brow. It was the Brewer's
4: Art. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there which was is up one in Baltimore with, and Devils or Devils Devils, Devil's Backbone,
2: Backbone Devils which
3: is Backbone pretty hot brewery I, I met
4: them when I went up to uh, Virginia Beer Fest last year. Yeah, uh, there's a little story with them. I'm not going to get into that, but uh, overall, no, You don't want to get into that story. Um, there was a weird name for one of their beers, and it had a lot of controversy regarding the Belgium stuff um, and the African connection, everything. And I met with them, and, and you know, but uh, overall, they make good beer. They're very cool hosts. And uh, overall, man, yo, shout-out to Devil's Backbone. Yeah, Jen we'll brought a couple of their together. beers
3: in yesterday, To uh, Jen Schwertman brought in two of their mm-hmm. beers, a red ale and something else, uh, Schwartz beer. And they're really mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very, very solid Did beers. Did Jen go
2: down to, to DC to oh, yeah. craft beer? She, she always goes. You know, one thing about this event is that it's, although it's an industry-only event, and some mm, of us right. got coveted press passes, I'm sure yeah. Ale got one, and Beer Sessions Radio had one. But you know, if you just happen to go to like next year, it's in Denver. If you go to Denver, kind of before, right before the conference starts, and you hit the top beer bars, you're going to get to meet everybody. Yeah. So yeah, there that, is a consumer component as well.
3: You definitely, I think, you were really smart to go in on Sunday because I, I didn't get there till Tuesday night, and by then, you know, it's almost seven thousand people, and how many places are there to go? Right. So you do the math, and it's it's so hard to get in anywhere. So um, I, I definitely for Denver, I'm going to go earlier rather than later.
2: Well, one thing, I'll give a shout-out. On our site, GoodBrewSeal.com, we interviewed a couple of distributors. And those are the guys I met first because they were there for the wholesale component. And you know, you forget that that's, that's who's moving the beer. And I uh, met guys from Seattle, Alaska, Denver, Syracuse, D.C., and Baltimore. But the thing is, that it's what I like about going to a, a place like Denver or Atlanta or D.C. is meeting the, the local breweries mm-hmm. because the distributors are doing a great job but they're all the the beers that we know. So if I'm meeting a craft beer distributor, he's got Lagunitas, he's got Gang. and um, that's kind of like the common currency. You know, you sure. talk about how can you talk and trade, and that's really what's happening. This 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 great you know uh, what's a good word for this? Bringing everyone together, right. but it's distributors and brewers and, and and retail shops, and everybody's kind of talking about the same thing. And and there's certain brands that that lead you in, like Green Flash. We'll, we'll talk to Chuck Silva who's the, um, the brewer, <laughs> he's going to be on our our next segment. Right. But we're, we're, we're going to taste some of his beers and, uh, you know, that's one of those brands you talk about Green Flash, it's probably in Atlanta, it's it's in New York, it's it's probably in D.C., it's probably in Seattle and uh, it's like kind of a common currency, you know, of beer. What do you think about that, Dave? Because, you know, you've been doing this a long time.
3: You mean in terms of, uh, you know, just how there's certain brands that everybody's sort of like, that's, you know that's what they're familiar with and yeah even and, though it's
2: craft these these brands are are like the keys of the, the trade you know in right. our industry yeah. whether like i said Seattle Alaska
3: right it's yeah it's like the touchstone brews you know that everybody knows and can talk about and and uh, but that's mainly just things that everybody has access to and the only way that happens is if they get a little bit bigger yeah um, which is obviously that was the big story at crappers conferences uh, like another three and a half million barrels coming online of production. Um, and there's 1,250 breweries in planning mm, mm, mm. now. Last year there was 650. Mm-hmm. And something like almost 400 got open of those 650. Right. So if, if it's the same percentage, we're going to be over 3. You know, we're 2,400 now. We'll be over way over uh, 3,000 by next year's. Uh, April 11th. I, I think most of the them are,
2: are, are what would fall under like nano breweries and, yeah. and brew
3: pots. 85% are small.
2: So that's what I'm trying to say. So on one hand, we've got these, these, these larger, they're still small craft breweries, but they're traded across the country. But then when we go to, what I really love to is going to the, these local spots like in D.C. Mm-hmm. or in Atlanta, seeing local breweries that, that you don't get somewhere else. Seeing
3: how they react to something like Green Flash, which you're totally familiar with and, and get their take on it. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely certain brands that are in every city that you go to. Um, that you know everybody seems to love and want to get.
2: So it's great. We're going to take a short break. We'll be sure. back with Chuck Silva from Green Flash, and we'll talk more with L. Sharpton from Atlanta on Beer Sessions Radio.
5: All right.
1: You're listening to Home of Emptiness by Pamela Royal on the Heritage Radio Network.org.
2: Hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. We're out here at Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn. And Il Sharpton, our, our special guest from Atlanta, he, he can't
4: stop talking about this place. What do you think about our little studio I in love the middle it? I'm of, really bugging on it. Like, this is the best restaurant in you Brooklyn. Go, you would pass it. You wouldn't think there's anything in it. And you go behind this, like... Wizard of Oz door and you just go in and you're like oh my gosh and the hominess of it you got the brick oven pizzas popping you got a fireplace going this is, this is awesome This is, you got I, a library I, right I love here? drinking a beer yeah, right here you just so library. you know oh, so in in Roberta's library? Look at that. Wow. <laughs> we're in the middle
2: and Roberta's here right outside our window is a two star restaurant according to the New York Times on our roof is a rooftop garden behind us is their mini restaurant that's a three star restaurant called
4: Blanca which is really so hard to get This is pretty into. cool. Well,
2: I'm yeah. adding them both up and saying yeah. this is five-star.
4: Forget that, man. This place is awesome.
2: Well, you know, uh, w- we feel really lucky to be here every week. And in the Heritage Radio Network, it-, it makes it all possible for us. And thanks to our sponsor, Great Brewers. Shout out to call.
4: Bree and the engineer, too. All What's right. Up,
2: That's Joe Galarraga. All right. So, hey, we've got a special calling guest. We went from a Craft Brewers Conference in Atlanta. Now we're going out to San Diego, California. Uh, Chuck Silver, the brewer from Green Flash, is on the line. Chuck, how are you?
6: I'm good, Jimmy. Thank you.
2: Hey, man, we're drinking uh, your friendship beer, the the most recent one, that's kind of like a Black Saison.
6: Indeed.
2: Is, is that how you would describe it?
6: Absolutely, yeah. So I figured a Black Saison would be a unique offering and uh, kind of, kind of a, an obscure style, and uh, so that's what we rolled out.
2: How did you uh, ever start this this friendship series? I know it's with the St. Fulian Brewery in, in Belgium. Do you brew it in, in San Diego or in Belgium? Uh,
6: we started with the Bier de la Miti, which translates to Friendship Brew, in spring of 2010 when we visited Belgium. and um, It actually spawned from a visit from Dominique Freeart in San Diego. She actually stopped in our brewery. Her distribution network in San Diego is through Stone Distribution, and she just popped over to uh, pay a visit with the Artisanal Imports folks. And then during a visit, we were tasting some beers, and somebody suggested, hey, you guys should do something together. And, of course, Mike was uh, Mike Kinkley, our, our founder, CEO, um, he was just very excited that somebody would, would suggest it and jumped at the opportunity. And Dominique said, well, I'll take this back to, to the board in Belgium and propose it and see if, if there's any interest. And they got back to us, and sure enough, off to Belgium we went and brewed a batch of beer. And it's been going for three years now.
2: All right. Well, Chuck, we're here with uh, you know our buddy Dave Broderick from Blind Tiger. Hey,
3: Chuck. Hey, Dave. I saw you at CBC, but you were very far away.
6: Yeah, I didn't see you across the room, but there's so many people at CBC. It's I know. Amazing.
4: It's It's
3: nuts.
2: And uh, our, our new friend, uh, Al Sharpton, he's a, a beer media writer guy from uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Hey,
4: yep. here- What's up, Chuck? I know we're about to do an interview soon, man. I know that's cool. I'm looking forward to it, but you're a bad dude, man. Y- your brewing is off the chain. Really, really, really good stuff. You guys just came into Atlanta not too long ago, and people are loving you guys. Uh, I'm giving a lot of love to the Pal record. That's my joint, man. All right, all right. <laughs> good story behind it, too. Thanks. Yeah, so um, what
2: did you think of the Craft Brewers Conference, Chuck?
6: It was a tremendous lot of synergy, more more people there than ever before, over 6,000 attendees uh, from not only our nearly 2,500 craft breweries in the United States, but from uh, breweries and interested parties from abroad, actually overseas. And uh, just had so many connections also with a lot of the Virginia brewers as we announced our Virginia Beach um, second location.
3: Whoa, that's news. I I heard about that down there. I was like, wow, Virginia Beach. So what made you choose that?
6: Mm -hmm. Um, Well, it was, it was partly due to, you know, kind of our roots in San Diego where we want to be in a coastal town, uh, but still have good access to the freeways uh, for for trucking, for delivery, you know, across the you know, eastern states. So we have distribution from Florida to Mass and um, some central as well, Chicago area, and Illinois and uh, Cleveland in Ohio. And. Um, So we we want to be, you know, centrally located, so Mid-Atlantic State's made a lot of sense. And um, Virginia Beach just became a a great partner. They changed their laws recently that made them very attractive to allow tasting rooms also to serve pints and and tasters. And um, we probably wouldn't have gone there if they hadn't done that. It was really important for us to have our tasting room, our local on-site connection to our, our local consumers. And that's such a tremendous thing here at Green Flash in San Diego that there was no way we were going to pass up on that. So uh, once they approved that law, then, uh, then they became you know, really, very attractive.
3: So how, how big is the brewery going to be in Virginia Beach? It's actually
6: going to be a nice-sized facility, larger than what we have, but, but very close. Uh, we just, you know, uh, as we're growing, we're, we're testing the boundaries of our 44,000-square-foot facility here. And so we're pushing out to about 58,000 square feet on a nine-acre lot, um, one-acre beer garden. So
2: just hey, like Chuck, you know what? Away. I'm smiling yeah. from ear to ear, man. This is so cool. I, I want to come and hang out in Virginia with you guys. I
3: know, man. I've never been to Virginia, Beach. now
2: I'm going. You might have to move down yeah. there. <laughs> it's going to be a fun spot. You know, just about
6: 10, mi- ten minutes south of, of the actual, you know, beach and – um and uh, and and just on a really a main road, kind of like here, close to Oceana. which here we're close to Miramar, so the jets are flying overhead. You know, uh, just actually seems like uh, we're you know not too far removed from
3: San Diego. When San
2: Diego there. East. Wow, Chuck. We're we're gonna first. I'll tell you a, a thing. I know a, ce- a celebrity comment. Uh, Dave Matthews, the singer, wow. he used to summer in Virginia Beach. And the reason I know is because my good buddy, Ian Motter, hit, their parents were all engineers from Europe. So all these crazy you know, engineer guys. They all summered in Virginia Beach together. So there's some cool connection there. But uh, the other thing is we're going to rip your beer apart right now. We've got some serious guys. In i got Dave Broderick <laughs> from Blind Tiger and Ale Sharpen from Atlanta. We're drinking the Green Flash Friendship Ale. So guys, what do you think about this beer? This is a tough panel, Chuck.
3: I, yeah, we're so hard. When the beer's good. Yeah, um, right. It makes it a little easier. No, it's really good. It's got a really nice roasty flavor. You know, for a Saison, um, it's got this really nice roasty flavor, which goes well with this yeast. I, w- I, I don't know if I would have expected that. Right. Um, but I kind of like the way they, they the, the roastiness and uh, the Saison yeast go together. And I'm actually kind of curious, what was it like to brew in Belgium? Well, um,
6: it was phenomenal. Their, their brew house was, um, I don't know, seems ancient compared to what, what I've got going on here. And, in fact, they've, they've built a new brew house that they're about to commission uh, this year. So they're they you know, modernizing as well. And in fact, they're going to take their old brew house and basically turn it into um, you know a museum piece and uh, right there on site. So they've just built their new brew house, literally a new building right next to the old one, which um, butts right up against their already modern uh, cellar. And um, so they're, they're obviously needing to grow a little bit as, as well as uh, get a little more state-of-the-art brewing facility. And then um, the, the Black Saison that you're having, it was brewed here. So Alexi actually came to the United States. Alexi um, Briel is a the brewmaster there. and He traveled here, and we brewed the uh, Black Saison here in San Diego.
4: To bridge then, on... Uh, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was no, to bridge on that, that beer review we're giving you. Not that it was tough at all. I mean, you make great stuff. Um, besides the roastiness, I get a little hint of licorice. And there's no wrong answer to what you taste from beer. But I get a little bit of that. I think this would pair lovely. I'm on that beer and food pairing thing. I do consulting with that as well. Restaurants, and I would taste like a real nice char- like char-grilled awesome hamburger with this. Or something on those lines to kind of bring out the roastiness too. I think this would pair really nicely with that. What do you think?
6: I think there's a, you know, I haven't done enough uh, pairing with this beer, unfortunately, um, but because it is, you know, a lot newer, and um, we just haven't really tested the water so much. So I, I think the sky's the limit. If you, you know, like what you taste, then it's going to work. But um, the the beer is spiced, and I'll tell you that. We don't want to get into the I got you. Details, but if you, if you taste it, maybe it's in there. <laughs> and then we, did use, we we did use uh, what I will tell you is we did use one local um, indigenous uh, spice or actually an herb. We went out and picked some local uh, white sage um, out in Warner Springs area, and uh, and that took it to a whole nother level. And in, in combination with the spices that are in there, um, some folks will even think, well, this has got a wild kind of Brett character." Yep. Actually, the sage in concert with those other spices, it kind of gives you that, that really bright floral character that actually can um, be, can actually come from
4: the breath. That's no, right? nice, man. Good stuff. Black jelly beanish at the end, too. This is awesome, man.
2: You keep hitting the licorice notes. You know, you're really good, El, because I was thinking this, I thought like some kind of herbal herbal note, and uh, I almost thought mint as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it but, just has that. When you breathe in yeah. after
4: sipping it, you're mm-hmm. like, get that whole... Lift, you know but what it, I mean.
2: It, it's, it, I love your comment because uh, Chuck, it's so cool. Because yeah, the one you you did in Belgium, Lamatii, it was much more of a Belgian beer with the Belgian yeast, and this really does taste like an American beer. But it's almost like the French countryman went out and picked some herbs from the fields. Yep. So yeah. is that's the that's the uh, Belgian you know contribution, I guess, right? Yeah.
6: Well, wow. certainly. Um, then also, we did use a, a different Belgian yeast instead of the. Uh, uh, Saint-Foyen house yeast, use, we used a Bastogne yeast, which is the same base yeast that we use in our Rayon Bear, Um, without the Bretonimizes, but then we, we put the spices in and it gives it a, a more unique and, say, maybe, you know, certainly a Belgian influence because the spices are definitely a very Saint-Foyen thing to do to finesse the beer.
2: David, anything else you want to ask Chuck? Because I have another question.
3: Okay. Well, now, yeah, I kind of wanted to know, we were all there uh, last year for CBC, which was in San Diego, and um, got to see your new brewery, and and, uh, so what's changed since we were there last year?
6: Oh, my gosh. Uh, Well, we've continued to grow, of course. Um, We had uh, an empty blank space next to the the cellar that was to become Cellar 2, and uh, we did the, the demo and concrete work for that and had the floor surfaced, and we were ready to receive tanks. So we've actually since received uh, six 250-barrel fermenters in addition to the 10 that we had, and then we added two 500-barrel brights, uh, which took our capacity from, say, 42 to 45, which it actually finished last year about 42, to current capacity maybe... Uh, in the sixty-five thousand barrel a year range, and then I've got six more two hundred fifty barrel fermenters on the way, actually being installed in July.
2: Chuck L Sharp is taking photos of your beer. We just popped the uh, the double the Green Flash Double Stout Black Ale, and uh, I'm going to give a quick shout out. I know you guys are coming out east in April. It's April now, April 11th to the 15th. Uh, there's going to be quite a few events going on in uh, New York City. Um, Including uh, Jimmy's number 43 Dave Adams He's he's your tasting room manager Out in San Diego And it's really cool I know he's coming To New York City He's going to do A number of uh, Beer dinners And tasting events He's going to do A basic beer and food pairing On April 13th At Jimmy's number 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 43 Number 34 April 13th Yeah And I see uh, There's a lot of things Going on So uh, you can check out More of that At uh, your website I know it's Greenflashbrew.com And go to the Twitter At at Greenflashbeer because um, that's what you guys are doing. And it's actually kind of a huge thing. You guys are really coming out to New York City with a big Green Flash uh, you know, weekend or something, right?
6: Yeah, we're coming out in force. Um, uh, props, first of all, to Allie Santonza. She's our regional sales manager for setting this all up. We'll have 172 lines of beer uh, Green Flash pouring, including things like uh, Flanders Drive, Sour Red, Silver Stout, and all our regulars. Um, We'll have, a, what are we doing, four or five days of, of taps all over, including uh, in the city, but uh, a lot in Park Slope and uh, in Brooklyn. And um, I can give a few shout outs if you want, if we got time. We'll yeah, do no something at Whole Foods on tap, uh, George Keeley, Craftsman Ale House, Tiger, Fourth Avenue Pub, The Gate, um, Mission Dolores, Beer Craft, Pacific Standard. Uh, Greenwood Park. Um, well, I think we'll be at the, the Blue Point Cask Festival. Of course, Jimmy's Forty Three, L Y Fajala, Spring Lounge. But definitely go on the website, check out all the details. You get the times right and figure out where we're at.
4: All right, yeah. uh, hey, Chuck. You know, uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Hey, Come Chuck, on. real quick, give Jennifer a shout out for me, man. She does good work for you guys.
2: No doubt. Thank you. No doubt. All right, yep. and,
3: and get ready for Jen moving out there. Jen Schwertman.
6: Oh yeah, <laughs> Jen. I'm sure will join us.
3: I'm sure she
2: will. All right. Hey, Chuck, one last thing. Did you try the the Beggars and Thieves, the CBC beer?
6: I did. It was fantastic. Um, really love what uh, uh, what the guys at Devil's Backbone are doing. I love their all their, their loggers and uh, was even enjoying some uh, IPAs the, the last night we were there. Really tasty stuff.
2: All right, man. Well, thanks so much for calling in, Chuck Silver from Green Flash. Uh, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. Say hi to Mike.
1: You're listening to This Body by Pamela Royal on the Heritage Radio Network.org.
5: Hey,
2: welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. We're loving Roberta's out here in Bushwick. We've got Dave Broderick from Blind Tiger Ale House. Ale Sharpen from Cruising for a Bruisin. That's it in Atlanta. All right, so uh, Ale, you're up here. You went to Crap Brews, Conference in DC. You've been hanging out in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about the the places you you liked your beer in Brooklyn.
4: Oh uh, man, I I make it a point. I do a lot of traveling, and I make it a point to let people know what cool. Brew spots, you know, places that really show love to craft beer. I make sure to stop by them. So, um, I definitely stopped by a spot called uh Brooklyn Brew House, which is new, uh, downtown Brooklyn. Shout out to Alan over there, and then Alan directed me over uh, to a place called Brazen Head. Went over there and kicked it with thumbs. So, shout out to Lou and John, they show me love. And then Lou and John was like, Yo, you can't do this without going to uh, the Waterfront Ale House. Went over there, kicked it with a wild dude named, named uh, Jerry, who's super cool. And then Six Point showed me love and picked me up at my hotel today and took me around, man. And um, those guys were just so, so accommodating. And I went to Six Point Brewery and and kicked it with them for a little bit. And uh, Mandarin Hotel, actually the first beer dinner for me, I went and worked with them on it because they usually do wine dinners. And that was incredible. So I've been hopping, but I did go to some spots in um, New York. Um, and there was a spot called Blind Tiger. I'm not sure if y'all heard of it or whatever, but I heard it's pretty good. You know this guy right here? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I know that guy. That- so, no, I walked in, and they were just so cool, and it was worth the trip. That was my first trip. Uh, I do my little research, and Blind Tiger just kept coming up, and I had to show love over there. I went to DBA after that. Um, there was a spot I used to go to all the time called Nui. Which is right there in the west. It was uh, kind of a Belgian beer bar, but uh, kind of yeah, the this, west,
2: west Village, yeah. yeah, the
4: West Village area. I went by there. It's a Belgian beer bar, and it was cool. Then I went to a place called Cooper's, uh, which was cool, a craft ale house, which is yeah, nice. that's in the East Village, yeah. But I had a ball there, man. Yellow roaring, roaring fire going and stuff, and yeah, uh, that,
3: that, that was Ian taking care of. You. He's yeah, Ian. He's what's amazing. up,
4: Ian? No, nah, I, I definitely told him everybody. I shout everybody out, but um, I, I, New York is awesome. I can't wait to come back. I didn't get to do enough, but Six Point was awesome, and uh, I. I, you guys are awesome too so where did Six Point take you Six Point we just went to a place called Mother's actually in Brooklyn Mother's something um, which was nice I have the card right here so you're, you're uh, kind of
2: beer royalty now
4: ah uh, man I,
2: so you come into town and Six Point the guys from Six Point pick. who picked you up from Six Point who drove you around
4: um, Alex Alex picked me
3: up. Nobody from Six Point has ever picked up Jimmy and I. I'll yeah. tell you that right now.
2: <laughs> Although we did just make, we made a beer sessions radio beer. Uh, their beer for beasts is coming up soon, and we made. Yeah, a-
4: they were brewing beer right. Yeah. The- Heather was there, and I just, I just love female brewers, man. It just, uh it's awesome. something about. Yeah, it. It's something about them. That's it. That's all I can say. But um, all the guys there were doing their thing. Um, shout out to them, and uh, they just showed me love. Uh, Andrew connected everything. Then my boy from the um Atlanta called up six points, like, yo, Ale Sharpton's in town, and then they said, say no more. I kicked it with the <laughs> with the president when he was down there, Shane, uh, and I took him out, and uh, this has been crazy. I love being an ambassador for Atlanta, but when I'm out of town, people show me love like that. It's it's super cool. Yeah. All right, so going back to
2: Atlanta, what beer did you just pour for us? Because this is really Okay,
4: good. so I always bring a beer from Atlanta, no matter what it is. Uh, I make sure it's something special. Sometimes I bring, like, a Sweetwater Happy Ending or something from Terrapin. I brought the Hopzilla, of Terrapin to Thailand when I was doing some art, art, artwork over there and um, articles over there. So, people are like, what the hell is this? Hopsilla? They never had anything like that, because a lot of them are just lager heavy and stuff like that. So, I bring also, I think, I'm not a big brown ale fan, but Old to Mercy is my shiznit. I uh, try to, let a lot of people try it, and then I did a little special thing. I hooked up with uh, Nick, who is also well, yo, one of the co-founders. What's shiznit? Uh, shiznit. Uh, the shit. Uh, (laughs) I was trying to be politically correct over here But no, it's it's very damn good And um, uh, when you all taste this You're really going to get a lot of different flavors out of it I really like to hear what you guys have to say But right now you guys are trying to eschaton And uh, do we have Eric on? Is Eric on yet? Eric, I'm here, man. Oh, what's up, homie? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this is crazy. How's it going, dude? Yo, man, I got the Olsen brothers, awesome dr- brothers drinking your joint. That was a surprise I had for you. I brought it to their party, and they were bugging. They said, "Well, we're gonna try it later on, so we'll see what happens." Because I'm beer advocate, they Sweet. were like yeah they were like uh they, they said send us some beer you know when they don't have their picture for their tasting so um, right. i was like f that i'll bring it personally and and brought it to them man because it's all love of beer man so uh right now we're in brooklyn sipping the old to mercy and Escaton, dude that's how we do out here
5: oh that's awesome man bringing bringing some good southern beer up north that's, that's great. it
4: baby that's it that's it and tell them about trapeze man
5: yeah so my uh on, on top of being brewmaster for um well, Evan, I own a, uh, a crap beer bar in Athens that's uh, that's called Trapeze. We actually launched that into a, um, you know, Dollar Shooters in Yellow Beer Town. And um, every beer geek guaranteed us we were going to fail, and they were writing our eulogy about a month into our our tenure. And, and uh, six years later, we're one of the biggest crap scouts in Georgia. And um, we run... I guess about fifty beers on tap. We have about four hundred bottles, and um, and our rule is that if I can buy it at a gas station on the way to Trapeze, we'll never carry it. We never have, and um, and uh, so we've we've kind of been the, the pioneers. I mean, that's the, the home of University of Georgia, and so we've been the you know the beacons of crafts in that market, and then um, and so I'm trying to try to get off the sidelines and onto the field with. Um,
2: Hey, so Eric, new- Eric, jumping in, to, I'm Jimmy, I'm the host, and I'm here with Dave, and uh, he's got a good yep. beer bar in New York City. So I'm I'm tasting right now the Wild Heaven Ode to Mercy Imperial yep. Brown Ale. Now, there's some really great flavors in here. Uh, jumping out at me. Tell me a little bit about the Ode to Mercy Imperial Brown Ale, because I'm really liking it.
5: Okay, so so that beer, you know, the the, the brown ale is, is one of those ubiquitous styles that, you know, I, I think, you know, I've got a lot of brown olives that I love and then some of them that are, that are quite boring. But what, what I wanted to see with that was, you know, it's kind of reinvented a classic British style. And it's actually it's actually brewed with, with a lot of Belgian aromatic malts. Um, and then what I also did was, those are all U.S. hops in that beer. And then it's aged on French oats and then it has cold-infused coffee in it. And, and the first few test batches, the beer was pretty jagged from a flavor standpoint, just a lot of aggressive stuff when you're trying to get to play well. And so, um, I've actually added a little bit of lactose to it. So it's kind of like a brown cow, if you will, um, just to add some creaminess back in among like the big piney West Coast hops. And, um, yeah, it's a heavy toast French oak and then a cold and juice coffee. So it's, uh, it's about, you know, eight and a half percent alcohol. And it's, um, you know, hopefully it's something that's, drinkable but you know really new and complex
3: it's nice because the coffee you know it's like you taste it but it's not like in your face i like that
5: yeah we're you know i i, I love i love balanced beers you know, there, there's something that well oven makes that's you know that, that's claiming to be the most alcoholic or the hoppiest or or whatever i think there's a you know there's a there, there's a bit of art in, in making something that you know is a great food beer and you know has you know like I said, good and good balancing and complexity i yeah. was Eric, Eric,
2: on the uh, sorry, yeah. on that label? There's a guy sitting there playing a guitar. Is that you?
5: <laughs> yeah, well, it's yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm nowhere near as old as that guy, um, <laughs> but but yeah, the the artist it's, it's a local artist that does oil and canvas for every one of our labels, and a, I've I've been a lifelong musician. He actually um, painted a picture of me years ago that, that was like remarkably similar to that one, and and kind of recreated it. You know, uh, for
4: that label, but yeah, it's not—it's not too far off the mark, actually. What's his name? Uh, Adam Houston. Yeah, you gotta drop him. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> uh, you know, so I just want to say that's different. what I love.
2: It's—it's it's very personal, and I just had a feeling that that was you playing guitar. But tell yeah, me—tell me one it, thing it, about it, the. It, uh,
5: it, kind of was, it kind of was meant to be me. It was, yeah.
2: No, and that's beautiful, and that's cool. But look, tell me a couple of things about about the Georgia beer scene for, from your perspective. Like we're up here in New York, we have listeners in England, and Michigan, and California. What's going on in Georgia and craft beer?
5: Well, I'll tell you when, when we opened Wild Oven, I, I want to say we were either the fourth or the fifth brewery in Georgia, and and that was that was two and a half years ago. Um, and now there are there there are seventeen that are in different stages of you know of opening, and there's another fifteen behind those guys. I That's mean, it's crazy. it's growing exponentially you know despite being a, a really you know Georgia's is not a, a, a terribly open state to alcohol the south has got of course like a pretty perverse relationship with alcohol um but despite all that um the market for craft is is uh, it's exceeding anyone's expectations it's
4: yo huge. you getting ready for classic
1: city
5: yeah yeah man, that's I this weekend me, uh, it's ridiculous made a cask of a, of a saison with um was Asian Chardonnay barrels for that? So are you going to be down for that?
4: Yeah, I'll be up. To, it's on my website right now, um, alecharterd.com or com. And uh, we had the Escaton we just poured too. Uh, can you give a quick breakdown on that?
5: Yeah, that is that is the uh, as far as I know that's the only Belgian style quadruple that is 100 percent barley. So no no refined sugars in that, which is kind of the way that the style has been made um, and for forever. Um, and then it's aged on Pinot Noir oak. Um, so it's about ten and a half percent. That is a, um, you know, it's also got just all those plum, raisin, date, cherries, all those dark dried fruit flavors. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I I've, I've often said I think that the highest calling and value of um, of wine is to condition barrels for beer, and uh, and and that's what that's what we like to use them for. But I think the marriage of wine and beer is is something.
4: It's a beautiful amazing. marriage. Um, we yeah. brought, I, I went raw, brother. I came with no label on that bottle. Just went and was like, "Bow, <laughs> let's get it popping," you know. You did a good. Well, it, so, yeah there are no there,
5: there are no bottles of Escaton mm-hmm. that have ever existed. You you literally have some of the few that uh, that exist in the world. We've only ever put that in in draft, and then to a few of our dear friends like Ale Sharpton. So,
3: so um, what's are you only in uh, Georgia at this point, or have you expanded beyond? Uh, your we're home only state? in
5: Georgia. We 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 we. We just have not been able to make enough beer to get out of state yet. So,
3: and so, how much are uh, you making right now?
5: We're around fourteen hundred barrels a year. We're we're in the process of of a major expansion, which should allow us to grow to about eight thousand barrels, and and um, you know, over the span of maybe three years. So we're we're hoping to creep north at that point. But uh, but right now we're. We, we we did we did leak some beer into Alabama and then and then pulled out of that state just because we've been we've been out of stock in Georgia. Eric, well, you know, Eric,
2: you know what cool. you're talking about? Something beautiful is that all these all these states or have these great local breweries. And uh, ale, tell us one more time. There's a, a fest coming up in Georgia, yeah, that Classic you're promoting.
4: City Beer Fest. Uh, it's in Athens, and I'm, I've never went. And this is their 18th year. I've either out of town or out of the country. So my bad. I'm missing all them. But I'm looking excited to this one. I saw the beer list, which, again, is on my website. And, and Owen Ogletree, man, shout out to him and the work he's done. He's amazing. Um, the beer world will, knows Owen. And um, I'm, I'm going to be driving yeah. up there. It's about a 45-minute drive, and I will be having a designated driver because I'm about to get it in up there. <laughs> and I've never been a trapeze, so i gotta I got to see what's up with you. Do you do anything crazy at trapeze?
5: Well, we're, we're going to have uh, maybe six or eight different Cascales and then uh, all the local stuff on tap plus a bunch of – Really, really crazy, rare stuff. So, cool. yeah, that that festival is one of the best in the U.S. It's yeah. um, probably 300 beers and uh, 20 cascales. all you know, local breweries. Yeah, you know, tell
2: us the name of the fest one more time.
4: Classic City, Classic. baby. I
2: like yeah. that. All right, and Dave, last thing, Dave Broderick. Um, you know, you've toured the country a few times and checked out breweries. Have you ever been to Georgia?
3: I did go through Georgia, but I was on the coast, and so and all. It sounds like all the good stuff's happening inland, and I stopped at. Uh, uh, What's the place in Savannah? It's uh, oh Moon River. Yeah, Moon River. Yeah, yeah Moon River. I stopped in yeah. there, but that was five years ago, and you know there wasn't as much happening down there as there is now. So uh, John is that looking moon forward to it?
4: it. Um, I, you got my number. Hit me I, up, dude. I'll, I'll give you I can't that carpet wait. carpet treatment. You know I do, Eric, in Atlanta. Tell him how I get down, Eric. What's <laughs> that? Tell him how I get down, Atlanta. You know how I get it in Atlanta, right?
5: Oh, yeah, man, no <laughs> doubt. No I doubt. guess, you know what, no, I true. think
2: in the next the next few months, we're all going down to Georgia. Oh, dude. You know, L. Sharpton and everybody. Oh, I got all you. Right. So now we've got to take care of serious business. So mm-hmm. I'd like to thank our sponsors at greatbrews.com who have helped to bring this podcast to you tonight. Beer Sessions Radio is supported by the Good Beer Seal. Thanks to everyone, Dave, Ale, and Chuck. And Eric, thanks for calling in and for joining me here on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni. Thanks to our producers, Jack Insley, Brie O'Connor, and our engineer, Joe Galarraga. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. Holla! <laughs>